Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us this morning on this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship and uh, today I'm going to get right into it. The uh, sun is just coming up here in Weatherford, Oklahoma. It's a beautiful morning, a beautiful sunrise and I'm not going to lie to you, it's chilly out and so I'm using this podcast that I need to record as an excuse to uh, let the sun come up and warm up a little bit before I start stepping on them. So I'm going to spend the next 25 or 30 minutes or so with you and visit about a topic that uh, a lot of us understand, but I think sometimes we underestimate the power of repetitions. And when I talk about repetitions, I'm always talking about correct repetitions. And when anybody that's heard me speak or watched one of my training tips or been to one of my clinics, you know, I'm always talking about building a foundation. And with an animal and with ourselves, I mean, just with me personally, and and I was actually reflecting on this yesterday as I was working a coming three-year-old filly, um, that has been really, really tough. And but she's she's going home this weekend and she's really starting to make a nice horse and she's developed some fundamentals and she's learned to use the thinking side of her brain. And those horses like that are the ones that teach you the most and you've heard me say that before, but as I was working her yesterday and, and, you know, you have that feel when one really starts to lock on and give the effort and find the response. Um, it, it's pretty, pretty rewarding. But as I thought about that, you know, the numbers of repetitions I have on that horse, um, I haven't kept track, obviously, but she's been here four months. And the number of one rein stops, the number of lateral flexes, the number of times I've backed her in a circle, the number of times I've yielded her hindquarters, the number of times I've softened her in her ribcage um, would be hundreds upon hundreds. Um, there were a lot of days that there wasn't any reason to get into a trot or a lope because she couldn't do it at a walk. And so that kind of brought me into this topic for today, talking about repetitions and the importance of them. Once we have achieved a end result or a goal, a lot of times with our horses, we have a tendency to drift away or quit doing what got us there. And what gets you there is the establishment and the building of that foundation and the building of those fundamentals. I've got a clinic coming up. And there's a lady that messaged me and asked me, what does my advanced horsemanship clinic entail? 
And my response, and I get that question a lot, and that's a really good question. But my initial response is always the same. First of all, we go back and and do a refresher on the foundation and fundamentals because everybody always has challenges. Everybody's challenged somewhere with their horse. Um, I don't really know that there's a horse out there that can't be better or can't be more consistent. There's some extremely unbelievably talented horses that operate at a high level a high percentage of the time but at the same time even those horses to keep them at that high level um, sometimes to do that is simply slowing back down um, practicing some correct repetitions on those foundation and fundamentals and kind of kind of slowing the game back down um, because when a horse gets to trying so hard and running so hard, um, you're going to, you're going to lose, you know, 60 to 70% of that softness, whatever that softness is that you have, just because a horse has to be tense. You know, they're, they're straining their, their muscles are tight when they're running hard and trying hard, you know? So I, I was thinking about, you know, the repetitions that I have on this one particular filly that's about to go home and and all through the training process, the owner has been um, real diligent about checking up on their horse, which is good, um, wondering how she's doing, um, you know, and quite honestly, not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm brutally blunt um, on when I tell an owner about how their horse is doing good or, you know, if the horse, if, if the horse is struggling and, and, uh, it's not going great and the progression isn't near as fast as I'd like it to be, you know, I tell them the proof's in the pudding. I mean, you can sugarcoat it, but the proof's in the pudding. If they came to look at the horse and the horse acted like you need to tell them, you know, how the horse is riding. I, I really feel like I can train any horse but I can't guarantee you the time it's going to take to get to that point, you know, and I don't think anybody can. And if there is somebody out there that can, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, that that's awesome. If you can, you know, personally, I cannot, you know, I can, I can only guarantee that I'm going to show up, do my work and, and help that horse progress that day. And sometimes, like I said, you may not, you may work all day, you know, you may work the whole session, never get out of a walk. So anyway, um, getting back to the power of repetitions, you know, the, the lady that asked me about the, the clinic in Arizona, you know, that that's the one thing when even at an advanced clinic and really everywhere I go, people are so advanced, you know, compared to 20 years ago, there's so much more knowledge out there. Everybody that starts in this business usually has somebody mentoring them, whether it be a friend, a, a parent, you know, whoever. And and there's lots of clinics out there that you have access to, a lot of, lot of uh, information. So, you know, everybody that comes to one of my clinics is really pretty darn advanced. Um, I don't mind doing the clinics where, you know, we're basically – just working on saddling our horse, understanding equipment, understanding how a horse's body works, 
you know, just increasing the knowledge of the participants about the animal they're riding. And, and you know, even though they're riding them, they're training them, even if they don't know much about training, because every time you um, repeat something, you are at the beginning stage of establishing a habit, good or bad. You know, at, at an advanced clinic like that, we're going to, like I said before, we're going to start with the foundation and fundamentals, go on from there, strengthen, continue to strengthen your strengths, and then also at the same time, identify your weaknesses, overcome those, and start to develop a new habit. Because a weakness is a habit. It's something that's been developed over time because either, number one, we taught it that way or we allowed them to do it, one of those two things. So when, it, when your horse has a bad habit, it's, you've probably put the same amount of work into that as, as the good habits that they have. You know, we just haven't presented things in a way that they understand. So, you know, talking, talking about repetitions and the power of repetition, something else we always have to remember is, and I'm going to use myself for an example, I've been doing this uh, since 1981. I rode my first horse for pay in 1981, and you can go back in one of the early episodes, one of the first two or three episodes, I talk a lot about my where I'm at now and where I started and, and give a lot of background on that. But um, even over those, you know, that's, I'm 55 now, so that's 38 years. And, and for probably all but 10 of that, I've I've rode horses full-time. That's been my full-time job um, probably for, oh, 28 years. There's 10 years in there where I was in college and tried a few different things. And even at that time, I, I still had horses in training, you know, part-time, just a smaller number of them. But, you know, the, the thing that I think helps you to survive and continue to progress is the understanding of repetitions and understanding that we're not, you know, when, when we're done, when we get to a point with our horse, you don't, you don't have a programmed computer. Um, like I was saying for myself, I'm 55 and I still practice all of those fundamental exercises every day on every horse. And there are still times that I catch myself where instead of having a little more weight on my inside stirrup than my outside stirrup, I may not be balanced just exactly like I should be. There are times where my hand position isn't quite exactly the way I'd want it, you know, when I'm, when I'm not completely focusing on it. So that just tells me that for myself, I need to continue to work on those correct repetitions every day not only to get better, sometimes just to not regress. Here this last fall when I turned 55, you know, I've known for quite a while I'm not as strong as I used to be. And that's just father time. That's just the way it works. So I'd, I'd made a commitment to start doing some push-ups and sit-ups. I don't like, me personally, I don't, I could drive to town, go to the, go to the gym, work out, Number one, I don't like taking the time to drive to town. Number two, I don't like spending money on it. 
and that's just for me personally. So easy thing to do is push-ups and sit-ups to start with. And I started with not doing very many at a time. And then I would increase it one each week. Well, by the first of the year, I'll be at 50. And even if I take uh, Saturday and Sunday off, which I just got done this morning, and I put Aaron Watson's song, Dark Horse, on my phone, and by the time the song was over, I was done. So literally, I don't know how long one of them songs takes, maybe three or four minutes. I was done with my push-ups and sit-ups. So, you know, it's not much of a commitment. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate it, you know, every morning. My other ritual where I do a few things and I read a little bit and um, I'm not, I don't really like reading. I like listening to audio stuff. But I make myself do it, and it doesn't take very long to do it either. But when I got into that, I thought, you know, is that really going to help me? I mean, I'm not even, it's only three or four minutes. Well, when you do the math, even on 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups, and it doesn't matter if you do 50 at a, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a personal trainer, so I'm not going to tell you how to do it if you did do it or whatever. But... You know, if you did, I do 50 a day for five days, that's 250. You take that, and then I take Saturday and Sunday off. And I'm not going to lie, there have been weeks where my schedule got screwed up or I was gone, and it was just hard to do, and I didn't do it. But as long as I have the opportunity to do it, I do it, except on the weekends. I take the weekends off, treat myself. Well, even 50 of them, five days a week, that that's 13,000 in a year. Now, when you look at that, you think, now there is no way that that can't help me. No way. Right? I mean, if you do that, 13,000 of anything in a year that's that's beneficial is going to help you. One of my goals for next year is I didn't go out to Las Vegas this year, didn't rope in the World Series, didn't go to many ropings this summer. Um, Wade, my son, he's my main partner, and he's been in school, and he had another job this summer, and we, um, anyway, short story long, he's getting out of school in May, and we're going to have more time to, he'll be home, he'll be, we'll have more time to practice, more time to prepare, so one of my goals is to be as prepared as I can be for the World Series Finals next year. Well, I got to thinking, what if I... What if I throw, do the same thing with my head and dummy and and uh, the healing dummy? If I did 50 loops, five times, 50 practice loops, five times a day. Okay, so that that's 13,000. Say if I did 50 on the head and dummy, that's 13,000 this year. So I was thinking about the same thing with particularly that one filly I was riding. So just like softness in her face has been an incredible challenge. So I looked at it like, okay, what if what if you only did 25 lateral flexes and 25 one-rein stops a week? Just 25. I mean, five a day if you rode five days a week or however that calculated out. So 25 
a week. That's 1300 a year. You know, over three years, that's 3,900 lateral flexes and one rein stops for your horse. You know, that's a, that's a big number, e- even though it's a small number. I mean, it's not hard to do five lateral flexes. It's not hard to do five one rein stops. But the more you do that, do you not feel like that would help your horse to get ready to stop, to get ready to turn? Because here's the thing with a stop and a turn, and it doesn't matter what discipline. doesn't matter what discipline. I mean, let's face it, for most of us, we need to go forwards, backwards, left, and right. And we need to do it in a soft, smooth, efficient manner, right? So 25 lateral flexes each week. 25 one rein stops each week. Um, doing a simple bending exercise five times each day, going each direction, five times each direction. Just think about what that's going to do to continue to build and reinforce that foundation on your horse. You know, it's all, time is, uh, a lot of times we think of time as our enemy. But when it comes to correct repetitions, you know, time is our ally. A lot of times we're, we're all about, you know, in our business, one of our biggest downfalls in the performance horse world is we're all about short-term goals. You know, short-term gratification. And you got to have some of that. You know, I'm, one of my sayings is win the day, meaning be the best you can be today. Do the best job you can do today. Um, have a great day. You know, have a have a training session where that horse is better when you're done than when you started. To me, that is that is what win the day means. Okay, you know, be do something nice for somebody. Say something nice to your spouse. You know, compliment somebody. Smile at somebody that that when you smile at them, it surprises them, and that it's kind of an awkward moment. But you know, do do something. You know, something to that effect. Um, you know, it's uh, anytime you continue to work on creating good habits and you continue to establish that foundation and you continue to progress, okay? Getting back to, you know, what, you know, our, another one, another saying that we use a lot around here is hard work pays off. A lot of the things we do, it is hard work. Um, my wife tells me all the time, she goes, God, I can't believe, you know, I don't see how you go out there and do the same thing over and over again in lope circles and lope and lope and lope and, you know, one rain stops, lateral flexion. Yeah, it, it is boring. It can get boring, but I know on those horses to have any gratification and success down the road, that's a necessity. Simple, simple concept. Correct repetitions creates good habits.
incorrect repetition creates bad habits. Um, taking it for granted. Once our horse is doing something really good, you want to be careful that you don't take it for granted. Remember what got that horse to that point to where they understand what you're asking and their response is so sharp and so crisp and so clear and so smooth. Remember what got you there. And then when you remember what got you there, you better keep doing that or you won't stay there. Okay. And, and we're all guilty of that. I'm, I'm guilty of it. You know, there's, there's times where in my business, I've done this for a long time and there's times I take things for granted because it just, a lot of it's just second nature to me. And I catch myself just going through, you know, I know what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm kind of going through the motions, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just almost robotic when I go into my training program, you know, when I'm going through my training regimen, um, and sometimes I have to stop myself and say, you know, let, let's do this perfect. Let, let's help your horse to understand that this is the response we're asking for. And then the way you, you know, the way you create that and the way you make that better is correct repetition. So power of repetitions, I tell you, it's uh, when you look at the numbers, it, 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 Number one, when you look at the numbers, it makes something that looks overwhelming look very achievable. It's just like the uh, 25 lateral flexes. I mean, every horse out there should be continue to be softened through its lifetime in the performance events anyway. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert in every discipline, but I know a little bit about the performance events. And, you know, just those 25 a week, 3,900 of them a year, or 1,300 a year, and over a three-year period, it's almost 4,000 lateral flexes and one-rein stops. Is that horse going to be better three years down the road than it is today? Absolutely, if they're done correctly. You know, am, am, am I going to be in better shape at the end of a year if I just do 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups? five days a week. Um, and that I may increase it. And, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to kill myself, but I'm going to try to be better each day. You know, that's, that's 13,000 a year. Well, if I do the same thing with my, with my rope and dummy, I mean, you'd have to be a complete imbecile to not get better. If you throw 13,000 practice loops in a year, right? You know, so it, it, even I can get better at that, I'm sure. So the power of correct repetitions to, you know, my point for today is obviously don't underestimate it. And then also understand that until you, you know, until your time's done or your horse's time is done, it's just like an older horse. The kindest thing you can do is flex those horses and soften them up. Um, no different than me stretching this morning. I, I, it makes me a lot more agile. It makes my muscles and 
it, it helps my flexibility and, and it helps me have a better day. So it's the same way in those older horses. The kindest thing you can do is consistently soften them up through correct repetitions. So anyway, thanks for joining me today. If you have uh, questions, comments, make sure you message us. Um, we appreciate you following us uh, on Instagram, our Facebook page. Go to our website. If you have any questions or comments or topics that you'd like me to cover, so be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.